0: Head over to Bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel, thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt.
1: I am Dory.
0: Hope you're all having a lovely post-Thanksgiving uh, food coma slash shopping uh, anxiety slash holiday weather worry. You know, all those things.
1: Or, you know, if you had a rough time with your family or you're estranged from your family, we see you, too. I don't. Okay.
0: I think those of you who didn't enjoy time with your family are monsters. Wow. I mean, you only get one family. And thusly, you have to like them. (laughs) Thank you.
1: We saw your family and we saw my family. We
0: saw... So many families. Mm-hmm. I did say to um, Henry, our son. <laughs> it's very strange to have mm-hmm. said something to the child and then recounting it like he's a you know full uh, person who I can have a conversation with. <laughs> he's not <laughs> mostly one way, but I was like, you know, you saw almost all of your cousins that week, like just Selena. Yeah. My oldest niece, who's 20. Yeah. I had to do the math. I was like, what year was she born? 2000. Now, what year is it? Wow. 21. We did it, everybody. We did it. August 1st, I think. My mother will let me know if I'm right. If she listens. <laughs> uh. Anyway, yeah. So, for those of you who don't remember or forgot about our <laughs> holiday plans, <laughs> I don't know why you people would have to have that in your head. Uh we went we went to Florida. Uh Saturday we did a Saturday to Saturday.
1: Yeah. I I mean I'm really glad we did not do Sunday to Sunday. Explain. Because I was like knocked out today and I can't imagine like having to go right back to
0: work? Work. I mean, I'm not I didn't get rest today if that's what anyone's wondering. We, we we'll get into Henry's emotional state shortly <laughs> um but yeah so we did uh we did we did Orlando we flew into Orlando and then we were meeting Dory's family at a club med mm-hmm. in somewhere this was a trip that was planned in 2019 that was going to be May of 2020 and we also how May of 2020 went so there was no trip and we postponed it. And somehow we arrived on Thanksgiving week to be the week. Mm-hmm. So that was for Dory's parents' anniversary.
1: No, it was for their, it was supposed to be for their 70th and 75th birthdays. Oh. Which were both in 2020.
0: Gotcha. I thought it was for their anniversary. No. No.
1: They have a big one coming up though in 2024.
0: Which one's that?
1: Five oh, baby!
0: Wow, they are way behind my parents. Yep, I guess you know when you don't get married uh, in your teens, it's uh it's hard to compete.
1: Yeah, they knew each other for four years before they got married.
0: Well, your father was just probably trying to assess whether your mother could tolerate him. Yeah,
1: jury's still out. TBD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Uh, but we let's
0: also with Fert now, yeah. So on the so we'll get to clubman in a second. But on the first side of things, let's let's give a big old thank you to Nassim Egghead.
1: Egghead Nassim Kansari, woo! Slash. Do you have a do you have a cheering sound, honey? Over there? No, I um.
0: don't. It, it would it, I don't. All I have is that air horn. <laughs>
1: Oh, the air horn's pretty good.
0: Uh, and then I'd have to make sure that things work, and this is going to okay, here. All right. It's a whole thing, okay, but I can mind. probably get it to happen. Okay. Hang on, let's see here. Yeah, thanks, Naseem. Uh No, really, it was a. It really. Uh, she's uh, one of these. You know, you hear about these. What do they call them?
1: Disney travel agents.
0: There you go. Who, for some reason, I don't understand their kickback. <laughs> like it's, personally
1: it's from the they get a commission from a uh, hotel bookings
0: okay because uh, it doesn't cost you the the trip goer anything correct to use a travel correct. agent correct yes so I was like someone's paying them I don't know who whatever point is it's not you but let me tell you we were at Disney the busiest time of the year I mean it was bananas busy Banana's busy. Uh, as we thought it might be. And then, like, I for- I didn't realize it until we were going in there, but I was like, oh, D- D23 D is happening.
1: Which is like a big fan convention. It's the
0: big fan convention that was happening on Saturday and Sunday. And we got there on Saturday. And, uh, then it was Thanksgiving week, which is, you know, slammed. But as I said to Dory, and I'll say it to all the people out there, because of Nassim's, uh, planning and, uh, fervor to attempt to use Disney genie. <laughs> yeah. Just, you just know, their for, new for, basically their
1: new fast pass. Sister. For research
0: purposes. Uh our day was sort of like plotted out. And because of that, we were just going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. So it doesn't matter how busy the park was, really, because we had a destination. Um it just became like a uh, background noise.
1: Yeah. I feel like you, like, I remember one time before we knew of Nassim, I was like, maybe we should use a Disney travel agent. And you were like, no, no. I'm the only travel <laughs> agent we
0: need for Disney world.
1: Yes. But now I feel like you understand the utility of a travel agent.
0: Uh, I do. And I don't. Okay. I understand the utility of Nassim. Okay. But the other rest of the industry I'm confused by. She
1: also helped us get um, very difficult to get dining reservations.
0: What? You mean the only good meal I had? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we've gone for one week, full week, and I only had one meal that was good. And it was a breakfast, character breakfast at uh, the terrace there, Topolino, whatever the hell, what is it called? Topolino's Terrace. Yeah, at the... Riviera. In Disney. And it was like a sausage hash breakfast situation. It was the, like, honest to God, it was the only food I was like, this is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Everything else was fucking trash. (laughs) I mean, you know how we feel about Disney food blog. And I'm sure we made a lot of mistakes. You know, AJ always says, don't go to that Italian restaurant at the front of the park. Mm. But we went there.
1: It was the thing I did like about that, though. It's very peaceful.
0: It was fairly quiet at the front of the park somehow. And it was conveniently right next to Mickey Mouse.
1: Which Henry wanted to go see four times.
0: And he did. Because there was weirdly no lion over there. I feel like people that. don't
1: know about it. I didn't well, know about it. You until up Disney genie. the genie told me to go.
0: And he's like, go here. I'm a genie.
1: And I was like, okay.
0: But like we fast passed. Because of Henry, we fast passed all these like rides. You wouldn't normally think to fast pass. Because you'd be like, oh, fast pass. I'm going to use it for Splash Mountain and... Uh, Space Mountain and Snow White. But because Henry is not that tall yet, and he's thirty and thirty something he's inches.
1: Thirty-eight inches and like the forty is like forty the, is the most most of the cutoffs. We could
0: have put lifts in his shoes, but instead <laughs> we were good parents and we were like, let's just do Henry things. Things Henry's gonna want to do. So we used our fast pass for Dumbo. We used our fast pass for Pirates of the Caribbean. We used fast pass for Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Um and Henry loved all of them. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. Loved Dumbo.
1: Lo- I mean, loved Dumbo.
0: Demanded the carousel the first second mm-hmm. we walked into Fantasyland. Yep. Which we didn't have a fast pass for. But I don't
1: even think you can get a fast yeah. pass for the so, carousel.
0: And he really, you know, it's hard to sort of drill into his head the concept of uh, no, the we line. can't, we can't just do it again.
1: Yeah. Although we could just do the the Mickey meet and greet again.
0: That one we could say <laughs> yes to. <laughs> And then when we went in the second time, it was a separate. There were two. There were two rooms running at the same time. So when we went into the that were
1: sort of the mirror image of each yeah, other. Yeah,
0: instead of making them the same blueprint, Imagineers had to go and go. Let's just do a mirrored version. Which is just like why?
1: It was. It was just, why confusing.
0: Don't break my brain like that. Because I was like, what happened here? Is this part of the magician trick of Mickey? <laughs> or are there two concurrent Mickey Mouses shaking hands on opposite sides of rooms? Kids well, not listening. shaking hands. Yes, or waving, uh, waving hands. Uh, kids listening, uh, it's because Mickey is a magician. Everyone else, think about it.
1: Um, well, listen, this doesn't have to be a Disney podcast, but we did just want to catch everyone up. And if you are interested in talking to Nassim about your upcoming Disney vacation, she is magic and saffron on Instagram.
0: Well, I had such a stress-free trip to Disney that I, uh, have told Dory that I'd like to go back soon. Yeah. Like January.
1: It was also just like Henry now I think really like gets it and that's that's fun.
0: Well, I mean the fact that he was on the plane saying he wanted to go to Mickey's house.
1: Well, I told cuz I was like
0: I was very confused. I told
1: by that. I told him that that was where we were going. I said we're going to Mickey's house. Oh. And he really ran with it.
0: He did run with it. He was like we got to go to Mickey's house. So we're going to Mickey's house, right? So he thinks Mickey lives in a theater on Main Street. <laughs> I mean, which is fine.
1: He's not wrong.
0: Um, But yeah, he was really into Mickey Mouse, which I didn't expect, because he's not really had too much exposure to Mickey Mouse. I guess he has a couple of t-shirts.
1: Yeah. But otherwise... (laughs) Otherwise,
0: I don't... Well, I mean, maybe it's because, like... You think it could be, like, that he's, like, absorbing the um, Disney food blog and, like, the Disney w did d w news tonight, like the stuff that I like listen to on the weekend mornings.
1: Mm, no, no,
0: yeah, I just don't know where it came from, but he loved it. He had a great time, and you know, we had a good time, in as much as it wasn't stressful, and like I forgot to take my antidepressants, like the time we were at Disney,
1: yeah, and you weren't even that cranky.
0: I wasn't even that cranky because we knew where we were going. I know. It was unbelievable.
1: It was really nice.
0: Now, we then went to. Oh, and I got. You know, my parents came to Epcot with us. Mm-hmm. The soaking wettest Epcot I've ever been to.
1: It was it rained so hard. until until like
0: one o'clock, you know, because it's Orlando mm-hmm. until like one o'clock, and then it was the most beautiful day. Yeah. <laughs> but I had wet socks and wanted to go back to the hotel. Henry kept wanting to go home. Which was interesting to hear from a child at Disney World. But he was also like, I think it's just, I don't know. He just wanted...
1: But he also, he kept he wanting to go home, to but he house. also yeah. kept wanting to go to Mickey's house and also go on rides. And then in our hotel room, he tried to call Mickey from the phone. Yes. Which was he, another thing because like, where where is he getting the idea of, of what a phone is? Of a
0: landline. So he picked up the would pick up the hotel phone and hit the speaker phone. The, and get the dial tone and then when and you ask him what he's doing and he's like call Mickey mm-hmm. so he uh, you know adorable it was all very adorable then we went to club med and then we came home <laughs> <laughs> Um. Mm. no was, again I said the The company was lovely. Dory's great. Great to see Dory's family. Played three rounds of golf with Dory's father. Uh huh. I mean, half a round of golf with Dory's brother. Uh huh. Just the time, you know. Yeah. Got to hang out with all the cousins of Henry, the Henry cousins. Yeah. We also got to do. We on Tuesday we got to see the cousins on my side of the family. And then Dory was like, like t- two days into our club med, she was like, "You know, we could just leave really early on Saturday and go see your parents again." I was like, "That's a good idea. We wouldn't have to be here because <laughs> like by then, all the family had like set, set sail, and yeah. we were just like, Well, do we really want to have the same breakfast again? It's this you know all-inclusive resort with one restaurant." That's a buffet. I've never seen such a thing. Even cruise ships give you the illusion of choice. Mm -hmm. I've never had more chicken nuggets in my life. (laughs) Thanksgiving Uh. dinner, I didn't even have turkey. Because the line at the carving station was stupid. Mm. I was like, no, not waiting. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I believe I made a chicken nugget sandwich.
1: Yeah. I think you did.
0: Which I did almost every day. But, you know, second to last day going out there, I figured out I could fill, fill the beer mugs, which were for beer only, with apple juice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is great. Let's stay here. Mm-hmm. Free apple juice.
1: Mm, living the dream.
0: Um. Yeah. But then uh, we dropped him off at day camp on Friday. And Henry uh, decided uh, that he d- didn't want to be at the day camp. And I got a call. I was on the golf course that uh, <laughs> Henry had been crying for an hour and a half. And then I, I should come pick him up. And I was like, I'll be right there. Luckily, I was on like the turnaround at the golf course. So I just sped the golf cart out and when I walked in he was say he was sad and saying, Mama come back, Mama come back. And then when he saw me, he was like, Dina come back <laughs> <laughs> and then he ran over and I picked him up and I signed him out. And then I spent the afternoon with him. Uh and because it was vacation, he got to watch a lot of YouTube, which he loved too much Mm -hmm. and uh yeah then we went home the next day and well i mean when would you say his 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 uh, emotional bedtimes started
1: (sighs) they had started before we left
0: a little bit. But I feel like they got... It, the, the context of the emotional, quote unquote, bedtimes before we left was more of a, then I'll wake up in the morning and what will I do? Like more of a talk day, kind of a abbreviated talk morning thing.
1: Yeah. Now it's it, just... Now it's... How we wake up? How we wake up? And he gets really sad and starts yes. crying.
0: It's like he's having an existential crisis about death every night. Yeah. And he's a 2-year-old and it's very weird and very heartbreaking. And like I don't know. You don't know, you know. What do you do? Except reassure him that yes, of course you're going to wake up and then the people you think will be there will be there.
1: And I've tried asking him like why he's sad and I he tell just him he says no. It's okay to be sad. Um but he he can't really articulate what it is that yeah. is making him so sad. Um but he's getting sad in the same way that he used to get emotional over lullabies. Yes, it's the same sort of instant, like wave of emotion that hits him.
0: Yeah, and then he just looks at you with the saddest eyes you've the ever seen.
1: Saddest eyes.
0: And it's just like I
1: every mean, wake up, and it, like his little face is like shaking, starts to quiver. Yeah,
0: and then you know, and then today I was in my office and Dory had texted me but because of the way text messages come in, I didn't get the one that says, don't come in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently after his nap, Dory, you know, we had, we have Holly come on Sundays in the late, in the afternoon after his nap. So that Dory and I can record the podcast. He's in bed now. Um, we didn't get a chance to record because Henry wouldn't let me leave. hmm <laughs> Uh, he kept getting the sad face. And, you know, I was like, in my head, existentially, I was just like, well, I can stay in here now. Like, there's nothing really preventing me from spending the rest of the afternoon with you. And because I'm going back to work tomorrow, and then I'm directing, you know, the next two episodes of The Goldbergs after this week... I'm like, I'm not going to see him very much for the next, you know, month. Yeah. So why don't I knock out, you know, I had a lot of good quality time with him over the vacation. Uh some, so, you know, I'm like a little bit, whoa, is this too much quality time? Because he seems to be very attached now in a way that he wasn't necessarily mm. prior to this. Mm-hmm. But I also was like, so this afternoon I just kind of was like, oh, you know, what do you need of course yeah i'll go in the playroom with you sure well let's do it okay and then we built the gingerbread house that he was like talking about whether or not the people inside were home i wanted to open the door he's like people gone? Aww. open garage and i'm like it's not a garage but i guess the side wall of a house is a garage to henry <laughs> um but yeah he was uh he was. He was. He was very uh, clingy and didn't want me to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and like when I went out into the living, into the into the kitchen from our bedroom, he was saying, "Mama, come back again." And then he saw me, and he said, "Dita, come back!" And he ran to me, and he gave me like the, the tightest hug he's ever given me in his life like wrap both arms around my neck um it was very strange oh, buddy it was like what is going on with you i think he we accept you henry
1: <laughs> i think that it's partly just like the disorientingness of the disorientation of travel mm-hmm. also we were in two different places like the flight was long,
0: but he was great.
1: He was great, especially on the way back. Um, we ended up buying the expensive travel car seat. I have no regrets.
0: What someone had recommended.
1: It's called the Waby Pico.
0: Yeah, um, he it, didn't move.
1: It was like so easy to carry around the airport.
0: Super light, super light. Folds up to a pretty easy size. I figured out a way you could just hook it onto your suit rolling suitcase.
1: And sets up like once you get the hang of it, it sets up pretty easily.
0: Yeah, in a second. Um, and uh, he stayed there the whole like literally the whole five hour flight. Yeah, much to his diapers detriment. <laughs>
1: poor poor guy was soaked. Um, but did he care? No,
0: because super wings and trucks and Rachel.
1: Yeah. Wait, I was going to say something else.
0: I left my iPad on the plane. If you've seen it and you're on a Delta flight, let me know. No, that wasn't it.
1: Anyway, we should take a break.
0: Okay. We'll be right back. Okay.
2: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
0: Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love, but that is it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a... Whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Uh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombus Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks... Tees or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombus has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombus can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those, like, you know, stripes on the top. Of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff.
1: Um before we get to listener emails and voicemails, et cetera, I just want to remind everyone that they can email us at Dorian Matt at Gmail or Man Dory Gmail and you can call us at four one three four six one baby. All true. Or you can also text us at four one three four six one baby. Um
0: That also works.
1: On the last episode, which was two weeks ago, I recommended a book called Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts.
0: Yes. Big, big response from this
1: and Gretchen um, Gretchen
0: Berg, who's probably listening right now,
1: hi Gretchen She
0: was like, You gotta tell Dory that I'm already on board with this author, and I cannot wait to read this and then she immediately bought the book, and uh you know just i mean the Brilliant minds think alike here, apparently. She's into it. You're into it. Who else is into it, Dory?
1: Well, this anonymous person who wrote, Tuesday Mooney is so good. Thank you. I've also been getting some Instagram DMs about it. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you are not on the Tuesday Mooney train yet, get on the train with us.
0: Hop on. Toot, toot.
1: chugga, chugga, chugga. Anyway. Um, it's so good. Uh, I, I I, I like, I'm like jealous of the people who get to read it for the first time.
0: That's always a fun feeling. Yeah. Like when you like something that much and you're jealous of people who get to watch it or see it. Yeah. Or read it for the first time. Uh, the, um, the chugga chugga thing you just did reminded me of the fact that, uh, tonight was the first night of Hanukkah Mm -hmm. and Dory, uh, got candles, wrapped up uh, Henry's first night of Hanukkah gift which was a set of five Matchbox cars mm-hmm. and he was so excited about the cars and the first thing he decided he was going to do with his imaginative play was put them all at a red light.
1: <laughs> well, no, first he said, he opened and he said, cars! <laughs> yes,
0: he was very excited. And
1: then, once he took them out, then he he told
0: said, us, you know, he went through the colors of the cars.
1: And then he said, cars, vroom, vroom. Yes. <laughs> And then he lined them all up, and then he said they were all at a red light. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then the light turned green. And the cars were going. Yeah. And then they stopped at another red light. Yeah. He's very uh, LA about his uh, car play. <laughs> um. But I was like, "This is very funny that the first thing you're doing with your matchbox cars is obeying traffic patterns." <laughs> <laughs> Classic Henry.
1: He is a rule follower.
0: I mean, society's rules mostly, not ours. He seems to be. That's true. Really testing his boundaries as of late. Like, he's that two is and a true. half. What do you do? two and a
1: half. Um, okay. Our first message is from Ramekin Queer. Remember her? Yes, I do. Um, Her name is actually Victoria. And she writes, hello, long time, no message. I'm responding to the boob signal. I'm an IBCLC and am writing an inclusive feeding book, manuscript due next month. I think this mom has something called functional pain. Look into the research of slash consult with Dr. Allison Stooby, who researches complex breast pain. Hope that helps. Victoria, in 1,600 square feet, two adults, a three-year-old, and two hairless cats, four hot dogs, 15 pigs and blankets.
0: Oh, hot dog count. I had one at Casey's Corner, mm. you know the hot dog place at the end of Main Street, and then uh, I had I tried one at the buffet and it was garbage. Mm-hmm. It was a very bad hot dog. I don't know what kind of hot dog they were. It was, mm-hmm. but that brand I wouldn't buy it if I were you. So mm-hmm. call Club Med in Port St. Lucie, Florida, find out what hot dog they're making. <laughs> And don't get and that. And don't one. get it.
1: <laughs> um all right. did
0: you forward that information to the previous to the person who asked? No. Or is this your first, this relaying, is my first of it? relaying of it? We're sorry that you had to sit through two weeks of extra pain. Wow. Because we decided to take a Thanksgiving break.
1: Um okay. This next email is from Allison. It is also about boobs. Hey guys, I had to pause when I heard the email from Jill about going back to work after having a baby. I 100% agree with Doria about how pumping and breastfeeding in general may be affecting her desire to be at work. Pumping is such an all-consuming pain and is a constant reminder that you're away from your baby all day instead of being able to feed him and bond with him yourself. Once I stopped pumping and breastfeeding, my son self-weaned at 10 months old. It was a lot easier to concentrate on work and not be constantly between worlds with my body at work, but my brain, heart, and hormones all focused on the baby. I also recommend seeing a professional about possible postpartum anxiety, which may be presenting as distracting or racing thoughts. Given the issues during and immediately after pregnancy, there may be some things there to explore with a professional, of which I am not, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, best of luck. Allison with two science babies, one husband, no pets, in 3,600 square feet, outside Richmond, Virginia. really
0: you were saying 3,600 hot dogs. <laughs>
1: No hot dogs lately. Wow. My two toddlers don't like them anymore. I'm not sad.
0: 3,600 hot dogs would be like, what if it was Joey Chestnut writing in?
1: That would be like 10 hot dogs a day.
0: Joey Chestnut. Mm. Constantly winning that uh, hot dog eating championship.
1: Yep. 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 Good for him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's got to be infertile, right? He's probably listening.
1: He's probably, I mean, it can't be
0: that good to be putting that many nitrates no, into your body. He's
1: probably about to die.
0: He's actually decent shape. Mm,
1: so he he's thinks. just,
0: uh, you know, he's just uh, developed the, the stomach muscle, right? To ingest eight hundred hot dogs a second I think, is the <laughs> actual number.
1: Um, yeah, I, I was talking about this with someone else actually. It's
0: Joey Chestnut?
1: No. Um, not hot dogs. About <laughs> pumping and breastfeeding, and how you still feel like it's just so all-consuming. So, yeah. I I mean, yes. Allison agrees with me. I agree with Allison. Thank you. Um, Matt, do you want to read this next email? Oh, you're not ready. Uh, how? I will read this email, and you can read the next one. This is from Lauren. Um, long-time listener, first-time emailer. I'm writing for two reasons. One, in response to an email last week from someone who did reciprocal IVF with their partner and ended up having their baby six weeks early, they mentioned that their doctor had said, perhaps it's related to the fact that perhaps it was an autoimmune response. My wife and I did reciprocal IVF two years ago and I ended up getting pregnant after three prior transfers with our amazing son. I too ended up in p P-prom, preterm premature rupture of membranes and had our son 10 weeks early. The doctor studied the placenta, but found no information about why I went into early labor. So while I can't exactly answer her question, it is interesting that I had a similar outcome of an early labor. It was a long two months in the NICU that I wish upon no one, but our son is now thriving. Two, additionally, I figured I might as well put out the embryo signal. We are working on number two. This time we were hoping to do the reverse, my wife carrying my embryo. Going to this process, we had five PGS tested embryos from when I was 34. For our first transfer our first embryo didn't survive the thaw so we transferred a different one that transfer failed but later we did the era and found out we needed to adjust timing the second transfer our first embryo did not thaw great and so we decided to transfer that one and one additional one and that failed
0: we now have one embryo left from that same round and cannot believe it has not yet resulted in a pregnancy and frankly We're surprised we had two of four that really did not survive the thaw. So my question is one. This is actually all subsection this. This, Because this is part, this is two. So this is 2A. Has anyone had such an experience with more than one embryo? Not thawing well or recovering from thaw. And what did they do? And 2B. Our doctor thinks if our last embryo doesn't work, he wants to try a fresh transfer because perhaps my embryos aren't recovering well from either the PGS biopsy or freeze and thaw. Has anyone had this experience? That seems like a blanket excuse that doctors who don't know what's going wrong throw at things. Mm. R.E. Like, R.E. Huh. I.E. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, i e just, you know, the thaw, the biopsy, you know, they're shaving one cell off the fucking thing. It shouldn't be that damaging. I mean, sure. When you have like five cells total, whatever. Mm. Anyway, I'm not a scientist, obviously. Uh, that's Lauren from the Bay Area, 1700 square feet, two adults, one science toddler, one very hungry puggle, maybe four hot dogs this year. Mm. Well, your hot dog intake is quarterly, it sounds. So I accept Uh, so those signals are out. Yep. Two A, two B, and number one in different order. Mm-hmm. Now this is from uh, Tracy. Hello, I wrote in recently about struggling to have second lasting pregnancy and doing everything under the sun without success. Matt correctly assumed that I had gotten at least one second opinion. I was with a total of four REs at my previous clinic and switched to CNY. It was treated by another RE and NP. Let's just read the one sentence again. Matt correctly assumed. Finally, <laughs> I did it. Um, I'm so excited that I did that. I feel like I need a hair air horn.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. All right. I wanted to update you and let you know my 12th embryo transfer worked. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Six weeks and two days. And we saw and heard a heartbeat yesterday. Obviously not out of the woods yet, but the last time we made it this far, we got to take a baby home at the end. We didn't change much about the protocol of this recent transfer. This, however, was our first fresh embryo transfer with an embryo that was created with our new clinic. We had shipped embryos from our former clinic. Also, this transfer, we did not do an HCG wash or a PRP wash. I was happy to save the $350, and my new RE said he preferred transferring into a dry uterus. Cool. (laughs) The one last thing (laughs) different was he started me on uh, metformin the day of transfer, I do not have classic PCOS markers, but I did create a lot of follicles and eggs, so he thought it might help. I do create, rather. Uh, I'm not sure if one of those things actually made a difference. It was really just a numbers game, and I just kept uh, had to keep going, and one would eventually stick again. Anyway, just wanted to share with you and give you some hope that anyone out there who feels like they are just throwing a handful of embryos at their uterus in hopes that one will finally stick. That's Tracy Buffalo, New York, 1,600 square feet. Finished basement completed. When I was told I would never be returning to an office due to the pandemic. Well, I hope that your employer keeps their word and doesn't magically suddenly decide they need you in the office because they're paying rent for no reason. Yeah. I mean, what is it? Right? What? Why are people needing people to get back in the office?
1: I think there's a lot of managers out there who are kind of insecure and feel. Like, they need to have FaceTime with their employees. And schedule it with
0: Zoom. Have FaceTime with everybody. All week. If that's all you have to do, manage people, then that's how you manage people.
1: Look, I'm just saying what I've gathered from. It's a control thing, I think, for a lot of employers.
0: It's just like a weird, you know. Like, I would get it if, like, there were studies across the board where, like, productivity's down and 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 nothing is
1: well that's apparently away. that's what all these junior bankers on wall street are saying they're like wait we just had like our best year ever during the pandemic or not best yeah. ever but like clearly our working from home did not prevent us from doing our jobs and like a lot of them now are refusing to come in
0: as they should
1: and the banks are like oh, wait a second but um...
0: but we have all this office space
1: and we're we have so much money
0: (laughs) get over yourselves people Uh, by people of course i mean corporations who are technically people thanks to a terrible supreme court ruling uh now on to an email from anonymous Hi, Dory Matt. Wondering if you or fellow listeners can offer advice I of have a 19-month-old science baby, and right before we went to in for blood work to get ready to try another transfer, it turns out I am pregnant. Of course, we're happy, but also I'm beside myself with nerves. Our embryos are PGS tested, and obviously we have no sense of what's up with this pregnancy other than my levels are all rising. And with the loss in our rearview mirror, as well as the rollercoaster of IVF, so hard to trust that my body can do this, quote-unquote, naturally. I have so little faith that it can accomplish a healthy pregnancy without science. I have PCOS, so a natural pregnancy is not impossible, but so unlikely that I can't help but constantly fear that something's going to go wrong. Any tips for listeners who have had one science baby and then one non-science baby? How do I just trust the process? It's from an anonymous New York. 3,000 square feet. Whoa! In New York? Wow. Uh, Husband, 19 month old son who really would like a dog. We don't have one yet. Uh, I mean, you know, what do I have to say to this? It's like, there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just because you've been doing it one way all this time doesn't mean that the other way doesn't work. Mm Hmm. It just means that you were doing it the very uh, expensive and long way. Yes. Um, uh, trusting your body. I mean, look, you know, your body better than anybody. You know, your body can probably surprise you. Yeah. It can also be a dick. Yeah. So let's just hope it surprises you this time.
1: I like, I, I like that. I like the way you
0: frame that. That's what I'm here for, you know, Mm -hmm, reframing mm -hmm. narratives left and right.
1: (laughs) Do you listen to Forever 35?
0: I do not because I know one of the hosts. Oh, I see. And I'm like, I don't want to ruin actual conversation with my wife by listening to this podcast. (laughs) I want to save it for our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Another anonymous person writing in. I'll tell you what they have to say. Here goes. Hey there. Been a long time listener of the podcast, but sadly I stopped listening. All right. Well, then I'm done with this email. (laughs) Uh, When the subject matter became more personal. My wife and I have been doing fertility treatments uh, for two years now and off and on. We had to stop for a few months this year because of the emotional toll it put on my wife. Uh, when we did do the IUI and wouldn't get pregnant, we started off again with more shots of medicine from before. Alas, the IUI is still not working out for us. We're starting discussions about IVF now, but we won't be able to do it at a clinic in the state because of weight requirements. My wife has PCOS and some other medicinal issues that do not make it easy to lose weight. And on a side note, I really need to lose weight too, and we're working on it, but we don't want to stop trying, and we found an IVF clinic in New York that's not posing the same limitations. Apparently, they're feeling on weight, and infertility is that weight doesn't play as much of a factor into conceiving, as other experts say. First question is, in your experience, what is the real consensus on this? Secondly, want well, here's my consensus on this right now. I'll tell you this. This is, this is purely uh, empirical data. We were just in Disney World. And I don't think Wade is stopping anybody from having children. Thank you. (laughs) My wife is like, I couldn't, she's not, she couldn't move further away from the mic. It's amazing. I love it. Anyway. She's in therapy, and she's handling it in her own way. Not Dory. This is back to the reader's email. is uh, no longer in therapy for some reason. I want to do more, but I don't listen to Forever 35, so maybe she said it on there. Tune in next week to find out. Uh, I want to do more, but I know that there really isn't anything I can do except be there for her. That feels like a cop-out. Anyways, any advice? Thank you for considering uh, listening to my questions. If uh, just I uh, deal with these feelings. Matt... Uh, ain't no reason you and Kevin can't get on Zoom. <laughs> uh, and and shout some more uh, toxic and Scrambled Eggs. Just saying. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for writing in. So, yes, that is, I will, uh, that, f- What? where do I start with that? I mean, I start with what I said.
1: You stand by it.
0: I stand by my statement. It does not seem to be stopping anyone from having children.
1: My, um, my thoughts on this are, I think, um, phrased a little bit more eloquently than Matt's, mm. perhaps more diplomatically than Matt's, but I think that, um, this is bullshit. And I think this is, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think sometimes when- We
0: did, because of the, you know, every other uh, condition under the sun is like, well, you're also overweight, so fix that, then we'll talk.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, this is a blanket generalization. I'm just, I'm going to preface this by saying, I know this is a blanket generalization, and I'm going to get a lot of emails that say, hashtag not all doctors, but I do think that a lot of doctors are a little fat phobic. Well
0: I get it as a as a as a fat person who's also afraid of myself. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep, isn't it? That is. It's probably not. Um I mean I get it. I get it in the sense of like, well <laughs> I mean you're just thinking of like a like a guitar that needs like you know maybe its problem is like uh, volume pot's not working but like also it desperately needs a neck reset and and the bridge is lifting off and uh, this finish is cracking and it's just like well I mean let's start with the big thing first and do the neck reset but then it's like well that's not my problem right now my problem Mm -hmm. is actually this volume pot Mm -hmm. yeah but it's like well don't you want to be playing this thing you know, I'll fix the volume pop for you, but this neck is going to be a problem. We got to fix it. It's like, well, no, just fix the thing I want fixed.
1: Mm-hmm. I would go to I this. I don't know how I would go works. to this clinic in New York that is not posing the same limitations. I, I, look, I'm not a doctor, not yet, but
0: get two master's degrees. I
1: think a lot of these weight spent limitations spent enough time in school to be a doctor are arbitrary and pointless.
0: Thank you, and good day. Yep, and. Please uh, start listening to the podcast now with the subject matter becoming more personal. Thank you.
1: All right. We need to take another break.
0: Okay. Be right back.
1: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. All right, um, this next listener, whose name is Dawn, wrote in to say, because of you sharing about having one for Henry, I'm considering a Pickler triangle as a Christmas gift for a baby girl. She will be eight and a half months at Christmas. I've seen infant triangles that say for eight to 24 months, up to 50 pounds, and a taller preschool size for three to five years, up to 65 pounds. When Henry first started using his as a baby, I have the impression and maybe memory of an Instagram photo that you had the larger size. Is my memory slash assumption correct? Would you recommend the smaller infant size first or just jumping straight to the larger size for babies? And will you remind me what age Henry started using his or used it the most? Is it worth the money in your opinion? Thanks so much for any direction you can give. Keep up the good work. My Mondays are brighter. Knowing I get an update on Henry Beau, and your beautiful family. Much love, Don. Living in 4,500 square feet in Oklahoma.
0: Don, you got the space for the big one.
1: With one supportive husband, three awesome stepkids, one long-awaited science baby, and two smart for their own good, golden doodles. Approximately seven hot dogs in 2021, which includes one from Costco. And I thought of Matt as I ate it. (laughs) P.S. Book corner update. Dory, I consider myself a late bloomer, too. Example, first baby at 41 years old. I pre-ordered your book, Thanks for Waiting, in August of 2020. And it is currently patiently waiting on my nightstand. I really can't wait to read it. Just as soon as this baby allows me some reading time again. She's just starting to consistently sleep through the night, so there's hope. Plus, I bought, read, and enjoyed start up a novel before I was pregnant.
0: Everybody should purchase a Dorsch for a book prior to pregnancy, and another one after.
1: Oh, I should mention. I can't. Did I mention this on this podcast already? That you can you can order a signed and inscribed copy of thanks for waiting for the holidays from book soup but you have to order by december 3rd no yeah so you have what are you looking With, for? I'm like this, this What's high, that look for?
0: you've got 4 days people
1: yeah you have 4 days so i'll put a link to this in the show notes There's a special link from book soup which is a wonderful independent bookstore here in los angeles so you'd be supporting me you'd be supporting book soup you'd be supporting um the publishing industry you'd be supporting um Matt
0: Yeah, probably somehow.
1: Anyway, if you've if you haven't bought my book yet, that's fine, but you can buy it now and I'll I'll inscribe it however you want and you almost can, however you almost want. Almost however you want and it's also a great gift for a friend. So, or a family member.
0: Yeah. I would say can't recommend her own book enough. It's true. Now, back to the Pickler Triangle.
1: I would say get the preschool size.
0: Which would be the what size? Is that the The bigger one? one, Yeah. Is that the one Henry had? Yeah. Okay, Henry started using that when we moved into this house, right? Mm -hmm. So he was uh, almost a year.
1: He was nine months old? Yeah. Ten months
0: old? So they're right about the same age. Yeah. And he never really had a problem with it. No. He, I feel like
1: we should take it back out.
0: I don't know. He's He spent a lot of the playroom time today jumping off of the couch. Mm. Counting down. I see what and you're And jumping saying. onto the...
1: I see what you're saying.
0: And like hitting his head on various things. Mm. He like ran around the house with a giant number three balloon and clonked his head. Nearly on the marble, but he wasn't quite tall enough to hit that. So it was on the wood. Oh boy. He's like. I don't know. Like, previously we were calling him a tiny tyrant. Like, now he's like fucking evil Knievel with emotional blackmail built in. (laughs) Anyway, now here we go. So that's it, Don. Get it. Get the big one. You That's got the space a and a couple of Labradoodles and a, a fine uh, choice of a hot dog. Now, Dory, I believe you have a schedule for a voicemail. I do. Which we will be set up for momentarily. Let me know when you're all plugged in. And I will hit the. Buttons All right. required. I'm ready to go. Buttons have been hit.
2: Hello. Um, I am calling. I paused the pod. Um, this is one of the few times I actually have something to contribute as one of your childless by choice listeners. Um, but I'm calling in relationship to the ADHD conversation. Um, I am... Also ADHD. Um, and I, I agree with the, um, the other caller that I think it's really important for anybody with an ADHD brain to learn how our brains work and how our brains work differently than the norm and both why that creates challenges for us and also why that like makes us kind of have super brains. Um, and so, I agree um for sure one thing everybody's recommending books but um <laughs> as someone else with ADHD a uh, a book is not going to work for me because I'm never going to read it like I'm going to at best buy it and it's going to sit on my so on my coffee table forever so one thing that's been really extremely helpful for me lately is I've recently started seeing a therapist she's not like a coach she's an actual licensed therapist um but she specializes in people with executive functioning issues like autism and ADHD. Um, And she has been incredibly, incredibly helpful. Thank you. Um, For me, um, she understands how my brain works and she helps me create real workable strategies that actually help me deal with the stuff that...
0: She's already multitasking. ...it affects
2: my Mm -hmm. life, right? Because there are plenty of reasons why ADHD might be... Hard for some other people that they aren't for me, but the important thing is for us to realize like how it is affecting our lives. Um, so yeah, sorry again, extremely long winded. Hello, we all have ADHD and can't stop talking. Um, <laughs> but the point is, is that I think it would be really helpful. Um, I found, like I said, a, a, she's an actual therapist, um, but she specializes in, in people with executive functioning issues. Um, so maybe looking for someone like that. Um, there are also just like coaches that work with people with ADHD, but I, I just don't know how much regulation there is in that, that aspect. Um, so personally, I, I looked for somebody who had a therapy background. Um, but yeah, she's been amazing. And um, I think potentially, based on the things that Matt has said about what his therapist has said about his ADHD, Sounds like a therapist has been really helpful in a lot of ways in his life, but maybe not so much with the ADHD. It sounds like he maybe is has some um slightly outdated views on how ADHD actually works and how our brains actually work. She called back.
0: Of course she did. I'm surprised she remembered. I would have forgot.
2: Hi, this is Meghna again. Uh I was trying so hard to not get cut off and I should have known I was going to get cut off. Um, But, yeah, that's basically the end of what I was trying to say is um, I think it sounds like Matt's therapist is great and has been really helpful for him, but maybe is not the person to help him in this area of his life, and um, it might be worthwhile to seek out somebody else for that. Um, By the way, my therapist is completely covered by insurance and everything, so I pay nothing out of pocket to see her. Um, So, yeah, um, that is me, um, Megana. I am a Patreoner. Feel free to use this for the Patreon episode. Oh, my God. It's Megana? Um,
0: I've been saying Megana.
2: I am in Illinois, just outside of Chicago, in about 1,200 square feet with me and three dogs of my own and a rotating cast of characters as I am a dog sitter. So I usually have a a bunch of pups here and uh, no hot dogs for me this year, but uh, countless hot dogs for the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, guys. Bye.
0: What do you think about that? I'm blown away by the name pronunciation and how mm. wrong I've been doing it. Thank you. That's all I'm taking away from this. Wow. <laughs> uh, what do I think about? Uh, no, he's he, my therapist has recommended people that specialize in ADHD. Like he, my therapist, is not out of date. First of all, let me just not that anyone. He's uh, great. It, but, like, when he says something about how ADHD, like, you, like if, I, if you're interpreting it as, like, he's saying that you're ADHD and thusly this might not be helpful for you. He's not saying that. What he's saying is, I know your brain and how your brain works. Like, meaning, like, your personality. And, like, he knows me very well. Like, I've been seeing him for... I don't know, half six a decade. Years. That's not before I started working on Goldberg. So six years, at least. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so like when he says something like, "It's not," it's not like he's saying like, clinically this won't work for someone with this. He's saying, Matt. I don't know how into that you're gonna be. Yes, a notification just happened, Dory, on my computer. Everybody heard it. You don't have to like make gestures at my computer. Ay yay. Anyway. But hearing that from uh Megana, uh, Maybe I'll reconsider just to crack open another part of my brain.
1: I think I mean, at the very least, I think it would be an interesting conversation.
0: I like conversations.
1: Yeah. I mean, think about, think about how a little thing like the time timer did for you. What? What?
0: (laughs) I think it's time timer for Dory to go to bed.
1: (laughs) What what am I talking about? Um, Uh, Okay. You know what? We are going to put a pin in the discussion of, um how to get a two-year-old to wear a mask.
0: Okay, but we will come back to that. We
1: will come back to it. Um and I just want to say that Kathy also wants to thank us for the cream cheese tip for dogs and pills. Oh great. Yeah.
0: Way to go, dogs who love cream cheese.
1: Um and then we have one more question from Kay. In South Carolina, yes. Who is going to Vegas next month? Nice. And we'll be meeting friends with varying dis- degrees of disposable income. Sure. Yeah. Can you recommend a place on the Strip for dinner that is casual and won't break the bank?
0: Casual dinner, won't break the bank on the Strip. Maybe casual.
1: Momofuku?
0: Eh, I feel like it's a little pricier than it needs to be.
1: But everything on this trip is pricier than it needs to be.
0: Uh I mean in relation to other restaurants on the strip.
1: But it's I mean it's not one of the more expensive restaurants on the strip. Yes,
0: trip. I know. Okay. What um, are you what, are, your what are you looking for? Me? You're looking for the loudest place possible <laughs> then send them to Mama Fuku. <laughs> Do you want to be at a table 40 feet from your friend across the, from you while a, while, a, while a cooked duck is dropped in front of you <laughs> and you have to yell over each other to get a piece of it? Then take them there. Wow. Would you like a nice sit okay, down? Okay, we get it. <laughs> um, I would say go to Giada's restaurant. Uh, which is Central Strip-wise. It's across from Bellagio at the um, Cromwell.
1: The oh, no, the Cromwell, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, near the link. Near the, the link. The, and uh, I hear great things about it. I've never actually been there myself.
1: That's a good suggestion.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. And if you're like, well, maybe not that, guess what? Go back across the street to Caesar's Palace. Mm-hmm. And have an enjoyable, great meal. Actually reasonably priced uh, at Gordon Ramsay Pub and Grill Mm -hmm. inside Caesar's Palace. Not nearly as expensive as Hell's Kitchen Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or Gordon Ramsay Steak, but still a fine meal. And I believe his world-famous sticky toffee pudding is on the menu. Thank you. Next!
1: Um, all right. Well, this uh, this brings us to the end of the show.
0: Great job, everybody. Hey, guess what? We It's the 28th. We have two more podcasts to record before the month is up. How are we going to do it? Tune in to find out. And if you really want to find out, join the Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash adventure. Uh, just a huge thanks to all those people who are still supporting us over there and uh, keeping us uh, engaged and podcasting. Uh, if you want to get more episodes of us, God help you, but there's a shit ton there.
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you to the following people.
0: Yes. Nancy Powell, thank you.
1: Nikki Bossert.
0: Paul Sharp. Paula. Penny from Massachusetts. R. Ham. Rachel Silver.
1: Robert Olson.
0: Robin Kilgo.
1: Sabrina Stern.
0: Sadie Messa.
1: Sarah Dowerman.
0: Sarah dauberman
1: Sarah Prager.
0: Sarah Friedman. Sarah L. Sarah Swift.
1: Sherry Olson. SJV.
0: Steve Harcourt. Tanya Lemos, Tanya Lemos, I see it, you know. Tanya
1: Kersheman. The
0: Holderman clan. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Whitney Hoffman. Amanda Powell.
1: Two anonymous people. Ainsley. Ainsley. Brianne Hudson. Cheryl Quick. Christina. Claire Dealey. Crescent Martin.
0: Crypto Matt. Danielle Nusiforo. Deanna McClain.
1: Eleanor Powell.
0: Uh, Elizabeth Kamani. And Elizabeth K. There you go, and F.
1: Emily Harden. Freya. Gita Drury. Heather. Jane Ennis. Jennifer Zika. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jesse
0: Fisher. Jesse Labadee, Uh Karen Perelman. Katie Allen. Karen. They're not Karen. Who's Karen? Carrie L.
1: Christine Kelly. Laura Bennett. Laura Madge Laura
0: Gregory. Lauren Gregory, sorry. Lauren Schultz. Lynn Nugent. Madeline
1: McCarthy. Mara Foss. Mary Messick.
0: Mary Mira. Yes. Melanie Mary Mary. Bronbeck, Melissa. Uh, Meryl H.
1: Michelle Saum.
0: Nicola Hill. Nicola Skidmore. Nicole Mustafa.
1: Oshrat Kaplan. Rachel Kuzma. Rob Bean. Samantha. Shauna Mandel. Sir
0: Reginald Pennybottom.
1: Steph Goralnik.
0: Susanna Perez. The Byersies. And of course, Wendy Fick. Thank
1: you. Thank you all so very much. All right.
0: We'll see you next week.
1: Bye.